Hey everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story. From celebrities to car personalities to people you may not have known or car people that have some great car stories to tell. I'm Randy Cardoon, and this week we go to the Batmobile, the 1966 Batmobile, where I'm joined by the original Robin from the 1960s ABC TV show, Batman. Burt Ward played Robin for 120 episodes, and we caught up with him at the Hollywood show near the Los Angeles airport. Now, I must tell you, our interview with Burt was before Adam passed away at the age of 89. So, Burt, tell me what it's like to be in the Batmobile once again. Well, yes, you know, in uh, the show, I jumped over the uh, door and jumped right into place. And then I jumped out. And all these things that I did, people say, oh, well, did they direct you to do that? No, because with 80 guys on the crew and all kinds of explosions and special effects, they were so worried about everything else. (laughs) They just let me do whatever I wanted to do. That's where I had the pows and the zaps, which was something that I came up with. Now, did you have to practice to do your entry on this? I mean, did you have a, like once you tried to do it and you fell head first or something like that? No, not that bad, but okay. I will tell you, a uh, man was not built for tights. <laughs> so uh, you got tights and a cape and, and a mask that you can only see straight ahead. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a challenge. So I want to take you back to when you were doing the show, when you had just started the show yeah. and you knew you were doing Robin, first time you saw this car, what was your thoughts? Oh, wow. I mean, that was really cool. I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't expecting to see it. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see all the, the sets that were, you know, amazing, built, everything. The Batmobile is one of a kind. It's the most famous car in the world. Um, I've ridden in it many, many times, and yet when you're in it and uh, it goes really fast, people think, oh, it's just a mock-up. No, it's the real thing. Yeah, and back in the day, um, you were seeing a car like this for the first time. I mean, there were custom cars around at the time. Uh-huh, sure. But, so, but on television, you didn't see a lot of that on TV back and then. And in color, too. I mean, our show was one of the first shows in color. So, it, and our, our whole show, everything is colorful, from the costumes to the, to, the, to the Batmobile, to the sets, everything was, you know, I mean, even with the angled on the, uh, the, the way they filmed the villain's hideouts, you know, they were at an angle. I didn't understand why. I thought maybe the cameraman was drinking or something. <laughs> no, it turned out the reason everything was at an angle with the, for the villains, because they were crooked. Ah, for those of you who didn't get on that one. <laughs> A yeah. little bit of trivia. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. It's, and it always, especially when you were doing the, the climbing the building thing. Yes, yeah. Now, trade secret, scene spoiler. You weren't really just climbing straight up the building. No, but in the beginning, we were. In other words, for the first few steps, yes, and it was hard. But then they switched to, and people say, oh, you just turned it flat. No, they didn't turn it flat. It was at about a 45-degree angle. And then they had monofilament line, fish line, clear fish line, that held onto our capes and pulled them out straight. Because if you're going straight up, your cape would be hanging Ah, straight down. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were pretty smart about what they did. And you had some pretty amazing guests when they'd open that door. Because every every so often, you'd you'd be going up the hill or up the side of the uh, building, and some celebrity would open it up. Well, the reason for that was because Batman became such a gigantic hit that every star in Hollywood wanted to be on the show. And of course, you can only have one villain a week. And, and so there was such a demand, they said, well, how, how can we get all these celebrities on the show? And that's when they came up, the producers came up with the idea of we're climbing the wall and open the window. It's Colonel Clink or <laughs> Gary Lewis or Sammy Davis Jr. or Betty White or any number of 
very famous people and all their kids were driving them nuts to get on the show. Uh -huh. I mean, like, uh, it was a really special thing. Wow, what was it like being part of a phenomenon like that? <clears throat> I mean, at that age, and you were going through really a big role for you in Hollywood, all of a sudden to realize you were on the hottest show in Hollywood. Well, for me, it was the first thing I ever tried out for. So with 1,100 other young actors trying out for the role, it was really a compliment. When they came to me, they said, Bert, we've decided we want to use you, and would you like to know why? And I said, sure. And they said, the reason they picked me over 1,100 others was because they said, forgetting television, if there really was a rob, I mean, the real thing, they felt that I would be it. So they specifically said, we don't want you to quote act, we want you to just be yourself and be enthusiastic. And that's what I did for 120 episodes. You know, and it's interesting, and you guys can see this, if you ever go on YouTube, uh, your audition tape were basically or film, you get in there and you're doing all these athletic moves. It's well, almost I'm like black belt and karate. And and a piece of trivia for your viewers is that uh, Bruce Lee and I lived in the same complex of condominiums, and he and I used to spar together. And 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 the, Bruce Lee's very first filmed fight scene of his career was fighting me. And uh, when we did it on television, they wanted it to look, you know, very even and not really rough. Because mm -hmm. on Batman, yes, you had chairs and tables and everything breaking, but everybody got right up. I mean, there was no real mm -hmm. violence. But Bruce and I used to really spar, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And he was a terrific guy, and our show was just a fantastic, exciting, but very dangerous show at the same time. Well, yeah, and I'd imagine because you guys had a background in karate and all that, uh, they didn't use a lot of stuntmen? Well, I had a stuntman, oh, you did. but they had a policy on Batman. Whenever there was anything really dangerous, always use Bert. And the reason for that is, for the example, let's talk about the Batmobile. Day one, 7.30 in the morning, Bronson okay. Canyon, coming out of the Batmobile. I get in the Batmobile, and it's like, you know, inside the cave, it's dark. I look over to see Adam, but it wasn't Adam. It's some other man dressed in a Batman outfit. And I said, who are you? He said, oh, my name's Hubie. I said, oh, well, what are you doing here? He said, I'm a stuntman. I said, oh, really? Well, why are you here? He said, because this is a very dangerous stunt, and they don't want to take a chance of Adam West getting hurt. So they hired me to do it, and the more bones I break, the more money I make. I said, well, that's great, but wait a minute here. Do I have a stuntman? He said, oh, yeah, you do. I said, great. Well, where is he? He's always having coffee with Adam West. <laughs> well, wait a minute. There must be a mistake. And I stopped before they started, and the second assistant director came over, and I said, there's a terrible mistake. I mean, why am I doing this if it's so dangerous? He says, we had to do it. I said, why is that? He says, because your stuntman doesn't look like you. I said, my God, why would you hire somebody to be my stuntman if they don't even look like me? Couldn't find anybody else. Oh my, so there, well, come out at 55 miles an hour, straight at the camera, my door flew open. And I was flying out, and I caught my little finger right around this gear shift knob, uh -huh. and it kept me from falling out, but the door hit the cameraman, knocked him over, knocked an arc lamp over, which is really heavy, heavy and yeah. dangerous. And it pulled my hand right out of the joint, my finger. And, and I said, oh my gosh, and right through the glove, you could just see it was twice the size. They said, Bert, we got to get you to the hospital. I said, yes, because it's really killing me. Well, no problem, just as soon as we get the shot. I said, what do you mean? We're not going now? No, no, no. We got 80 guys on the crew. We got to get this shot. It's $35,000 an hour. I said, oh my gosh, that was 7.30 in the morning. I got to the emergency hospital at noon. Welcome to Hollywood, Bert. Oh, yeah, and that was the first of 
four days in a row going to the emergency hospital from third degree burns, oh two my. by fours landing on my nose, breaking my nose. I mean, I didn't think I was gonna survive the first week. Wow. But I tell you, they were very smart. They took out a $3 million life insurance policy. <laughs> and I'll tell you, by the last two episodes, I was sure they were trying to collect on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to lose money in Hollywood. That's, no, uh, no. Absolutely not. That is an incredible story. So did they use the stunt guy for anything? Yes, time? yes. They used him for the wide shots where you really couldn't tell it wasn't me. Uh -huh. You know, really long. And, and he was a terrific stuntman. And some of the sword stuff, he was an expert swordsman. Uh -huh. But, but th then they choreographed these fights went on for like two minutes that's a lot of fighting to do and they did all that but I would do all the close-ups and being a martial artist I really enjoyed the fight scenes I mean I really really got into it so we do a lot of things here on talking about cars regarding car stories everybody exactly. has a car story I always wonder of our guests where did your car story start well, you mean in, in terms not necessarily Batman. Oh, not. But I not mean, I'm talking about. Well, I got a great Batman for you story. Okay, start yeah, with that. There, there was a scene in the third season with Batgirl where we brought her into the Batcave. Okay, and um, and the whole thing was we had to give her some knockout gas so that she wouldn't know where the Batcave was. Of course. Brought her into the Batcave. She saw the Batcave, and now we were getting ready to go out. I had to give her a little more uh, whiff of bad gas, so now she's knocked out. And there's this line, or series of lines that Adam and I had, and it was supposed to be very simple. I was going to say something, gosh, Batman, you know, Batgirl is really very pretty. And he, his line was, well, Robin, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you noticed and I can see you're growing up or something like that, right? <laughs> <clears throat> However, yeah. my dear friend Adam, who rarely makes a mistake, he made 14 mistakes in a row and, he, and, and I knew something had to be wrong. Why would he do that? Well, what happens is in the real world when you're making a show, there's such a time crunch, okay, that he knew that he could just stretch that elastic until that lat where they were going to have to use whatever uh -huh. he said. So here it is, the, like the 15th take, I roll them, and they said, Adam, please don't make another mistake. So I say, gosh, Batman, you know, Batgirl is very pretty. And he says, I'm glad you noticed, Robin. It shows the oncoming thrust of manhood. <laughs> Oh, oh, the tears were coming down my mask, trying to keep a straight face. Well, nobody noticed Seriously? until the next week when the censors called us in. Oh, man, I thought that was going to be the end. That's a great story. Now, so what did they use? Did they keep that they line used in? It. They, they stuck, used the line. They, they were stuck to use it. Adam, <laughs> good job, my man. Excellent, excellent work oh, on let that me tell you, Adam is a fantastic guy, wild and crazy guy. I was just an innocent kid. I was brought up and I, in Beverly Hills, went to Beverly Hills School, UCLA, UCSB, and I didn't know any of the stuff. And boy, I'll tell you, it wasn't long before Adam introduced me to all the wilder side of filmmaking. Wow. What would a bird word have been if he wasn't <clears throat> an actor? Well, uh, according to the dean at UCLA, they were very upset when I left in my third year because I placed in the top 1% in, in science and math college-wise, and they felt, felt that I should have been a nuclear physicist. Really? But I, I don't know that I would have done something like that, maybe a lawyer or something, but, but I was very into science and math, and yet I had a great time playing Robin. First thing I thought of was, well, nuclear physicists don't get residuals, but back in that day. Yeah, we got very little residuals. Yeah. In fact, we got paid weekly, very weekly. <laughs> W-E-A-K. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. Wow. <laughs>
When you, before Batman, before where you were just growing up and learning to drive and uh -huh. all those things, what were you driving around in? I had a Corvette. Before Batman? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I had, well, I was 20 years old, okay. and I was just turned 21. I actually had to go to court to get my uh, contract approved because I was underage. But uh, when I was 16, I was, like, working for my father, who's one of the top real estate agents in Beverly Hills, and I helped him sell houses, so I made enough money that I could buy myself a Corvette. What year? And, do you remember? Uh, yeah, 19... Probably '63 Corvette I had. Oh, split window. Yeah, oh, and awesome. uh, it was it was very cool. I actually had two of them before I got Batman, and uh, it was the, in those days it was the cool thing to go cruising through these drive-throughs, you know, uh, Dolores on, on Wilshire and, and La Cienega, uh, you know, and it was it was just I was like any other kid, you know. Uh -huh. I I love cars, had a great time, but I respect them too. I mean, I never drove like an idiot because you know it's very dangerous. I mean, you know. And those Corvettes, I mean, they're gorgeous, they're very powerful and very, very fast. fast. And it takes a while to make sure, you know, make sure how the thing runs and you can go yeah. through the Although canyons. Although you're beaten to death from the suspension, yes. you know, every bump that you go over, you know, <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> Absolutely true. So, you got the show, you started getting some paychecks. Yeah. What was your next car after that? What was your high school car, do you remember? Was it the was Corvette? Corvette? It was, it was Corvette? You know, it was Corvette, yeah, the two Corvettes I had. And then I got an XKE Jaguar. Nice. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. But I never, I, I mean, at that point, I was doing so many appearances. I worked five days a week, 14 hours a day. And on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm different city every weekend. And it was pretty busy, you know. Plus, during the, even the hiatus time, I, I was up for a movie. I don't know if you know this. There was a small movie at 20th Century Fox. Larry Terman was the producer. He came to me and said, you know, you'd be perfect for this movie. And I, you know, and I felt, well, geez, I'd love to do it. And because it's the same studio, 20th Century Fox, mm -hmm. they probably would let me do it, you know? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't let me do it because really? Batman was the number one hit in the world. They wanted no dilution of, 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 of who I was. I mean, they wanted me just as Robin. So I lost out. It was a small movie. Maybe you saw it. It was called The Graduate. Which yeah, role? Was, uh, well, they, they couldn't get me, so they got Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin uh, Hoffman. Yeah. I've heard Actually, of him. He's a very nice guy. And, uh, <laughs> but, but at the time, you know, I was like, gosh, I could do this. Oh, and wow. who would have known what a spectacular hit it was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is incredible. So, the car's in your garage right now. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, um, well, uh, in, I have kind of like a, a, it's like a baby limo. I drive. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it was given as a gift from my uh, father-in-law to my wife and I okay. when we got married. Uh, my father-in-law was Forbes 400, so he could have anything he wanted. Well, he had this baby limo, okay, and that was he, when he would go around in that limo when he didn't want to look like he had too much money. Okay, so, <laughs> so that it was a 1989 Continental Lincoln Continental, but it was converted to a short a limo, full limo, but just like three feet longer than a regular car oh, wow. and it was just oh but it's fantastic and because of our 
our dog rescue. My wife and I rescue dogs where they mm -hmm. actually operate the largest giant breed dog rescue in the world mm -hmm. called Gentle Giants. Mm -hmm. We would go in our limo to the animal shelters and pick <laughs> up the dogs. And it would drive these people at those animal shelters crazy because we'd put these big Great Danes in the back in the limo uh -huh. and with and with the sunroof, you know, their heads would be sticking out of the limo <laughs> as they're driving off from being in a cage to now they're going to live a, a much more comfortable life. Absolutely. We're going to talk more about uh, Gentle Giants in, 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 in a little bit here, but I, on the same subject of all the cars you've had, and over the years I'm sure you've had a few really cool ones from the sound of it. Right. What is the one car you'd like to get back, if you could? You mean to have, uh, yeah, have to, today? Yeah, to get it back today. Well, I would love to go get, you know, either like one of those convertible Bentleys, uh, you know. Uh, you had one back in the no, day? No, I didn't have one. I wanted to, but my wife won't let me have it. We actually drive a Sprinter, Mercedes Sprinter, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's, the van. It, yeah, but, but I mean, it is we have a beautiful silver one with all the windows, and you know, I'll tell you, you're up in the air, mm -hmm. and it's it, it, and it, you can't see car around you. I mean, you're you're in a car, but you just see glass, and it's just such a great view. My wife loves it, so and then we use can use it to bring all our dogs wherever we go because thing is like 24 feet long. It's yeah. just amazing. So, of all the cars you've had, was there anyone from the past you wouldn't mind coming back? Well, my wife had a. Um, a uh, um, she had a Lamborghini, and which was a fantastic. I mean, the car, I love cars. I mean, and you know, and a lot of people do. I just, I, I don't, I don't think now in in my world today that I could have what I want because I'm involved too much with charity and saving animals. Well, this is just fantasy. This is just throw every, throw reality, throw logic out. I, I this is just a complete well, fantasy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that beautiful Bentley convertible. It, right. is just, it is just a gorgeous, you know, sports car. And uh, it, it's great, I think, for something I would like to have. My wife's, oh, no, that's just a plain car. I said, what do you mean it's just a plain car? <laughs> it's she's, a Bentley. Oh, she's, you know, because we also have a, a little, uh, when my daughter was 12, she, you know, she wanted to have a car for, for to be driven around in. So, I, you know, we got a little convertible Mustang. So my wife constantly says, oh, it's the same as that Mustang. I said, no, it's not the same as that Mustang. <laughs> oh, they all look alike. They're the same thing. You just waste your money by spending all that money. I said, oh, no, 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 I'd like to have that. But so, on the, so on the Burt Ward list, yeah. top 10 cars I've always wanted, would love to have, would the Bentley, I assume, would be number one. Yeah, I think so. And then um, I, I like the Rolls, too, you know what I mean? Uh, I used to say all the time is that I want to get that new Rolls Canardly but I can hardly afford it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that one. But no, but I love sports cars, and I I love cars. You know, uh -huh. it's just you know I guess you have to kind of balance. There's only so many things you can do in life sure. at the same time. And already, um, my wife and I we are so active. We work seven days a week. We're been married 27 years. Still haven't had a honeymoon yet. Except she would say that every day is a honeymoon. I mean, I we can't even go anywhere. I mean, I I asked her. I said. I, her name is Tracy, and I said, Tracy, can we maybe just take a one-week vacation? She said, oh, what do you mean, a vacation? This, it, our marriage is a vacation. I said, I know, I know, I know, but can we maybe go someplace? And I said, well, she says, where do you want to go? I said, well, how about Hawaii, just for a week? She said, oh, that's too far. I said, too far? I said, well, when we were dating, we went down to San Diego, a beautiful Mission Bay. It's only an hour and a half drive. Oh, that's too far. 
I said, well, because we live in Norco, which is a suburb of Riverside. Beautiful downtown. She, so she thought about it, and she said, well, if you want, we could go get a hotel over in Riverside for the night. I said, I don't want that as my honeymoon. I want to have a legitimate honeymoon. The Riverside so, Chamber of Commerce right now is going, wow, did you hear that? So, so <laughs> what did she do? She thought about it. She's very smart. She said, you know, I'm going to make our home a, de a destination resort. So she built a 100-foot pool by 90 feet, 29 rock waterfalls, 50-foot island with a swim-up bar, full kitchen. I mean, you know, like million-and-a-half-dollar pool wow. and with, with two lazy rivers. So you get in the water, you just let yourself go, and it takes you around through all this cavern. I have a, I have a bat cave there. I have a pride rock. All of this, and we have a hovercraft that you get on the hovercraft, which takes you above the water, and that's why our bridges to the island are high because you're riding the hovercraft, and those things go like 25 miles an hour above the water. Wow! Now, who needs Hawaii when you have something like that? <laughs> well, I that's guess. what she figured. Yeah. I mean, she would spend whatever it could to to eliminate me taking on that trip for a week. So, I, and listen, how can you not have it every day when you walk out and you hear the sound of waterfalls and everything? It's beautiful. Bert, we uh, mentioned to some of the people who follow us on social media that we'd have you on the show, and uh -huh. so they submitted some questions. We'd like to run through some sure. of them for you. Robert on Facebook said. Funniest thing, and you probably went through one of them already, but funniest thing that ever happened on the Batman set that you can think of? Oh, there were more dangerous things than funny things. Um, I guess there were, well, I don't know how funny this would be. All I can tell you is man was not built for tights, and there became an issue about the way that I fit in my tights. Okay. Okay. And uh, there was a whole thing with the Catholic Legion of Decency <laughs> all upset about what they considered an unnatural bulge, and they had the, all these people, the wardrobe department, descending upon me with contraptions and all, I don't even want to go there, restraints. <laughs> you and, can just and finally imagine. they found a doctor that gave me these pills and I took pills for like two days and I got worried it would probably ruin my, my, you know, me to be able to have children later on. So I ended up just using my cape to cover. And when all of this was going on, we were doing this Londinium Larceny uh, segment, which was three three part episode, became a movie in England. And all those girls in there, they had all these English girls and they they were all purposely brushing up against me and <laughs> and grabbing and oh my! I don't know if it's funny, it's just embarrassing and just oh, there's there's just no way to get away from that situation no. except cover up with your cape and just hope for the best. Did you have a crush on Julie Newmar when she was on the show, or was there somebody else? No, I didn't, actually. And you know why? Because I was in awe of these actors and actresses every week. You know, people always ask me, what's your favorite villain? Well, all of this stuff. I said, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, Frank Gorshin, the Riddler, you know, uh, Burgess Meredith, the Penguin, Cesar Romero, the Joker, Vincent Price, Egghead, Victor Buono, King Tut. I mean, I saw all these people when I was a kid, either on television or in the movies, and I was in awe of them. I mean, even the famous uh, actress Tallulah Bankhead and, and the famous bad guy George Raft and all these people that, I mean, a lot of people today wouldn't know those names, but as a kid watching TV, I saw those people. I watched them in the movies, and here I'm working with them, and they're all so nice, and they're all so professional, and they don't make any mistakes. They know their lines. I mean, they just hit their marks. Everything is just slick. 
and I, I have great respect for them. So I was the kid in the candy store. I mean, there were a lot of other beautiful actresses that made guest appearances with the villains that would might be more attracting to me. But but in terms of the stars, I mean, you know, Joan Collins is a siren. You know, um, she was just amazing. I mean, these people just, you know, they have a stature, and they they're such a professional group. I mean, wow. Very impressive for me. Awesome. That bird word right here with us here in the Batmobile. A few more questions. You've been sure. great today. Why wouldn't Batman let you drive? The Batmobile, well, we never saw you behind the wheel. Yeah, well, actually, I did. I was behind the wheel in the very first episode. Okay, and that's where, because when I dropped Batman off at the Whiskey A Go Go and he went in and met uh, Jill St. John, who was playing Molly, I pulled the car up out of the way of the parking. They were going to have a parking attendant do, but no, no, no. I just pulled the car up, turned it on the thing I was watching, and that's when they drugged Batman. Uh -huh. And that's when I just started to get out and I got shot with a dart and, uh, and stuff like that so no that was the one time however remember um, Robin was only 15 and a half he had a learner's permit but he couldn't drive by himself now did you have a vehicle later that you get a motorcycle because Batgirl had the bat cycle. Yeah. Did you have a vehicle later? Oh, in the I show? drove a motorcycle to okay. work and scared him to death. So you mean in real life? <laughs> oh, in the real life. Oh. Yeah. They got him. Oh man, that just got everybody so upset. You know, Bert, you're. You know, what are you going to do? You know. What kind of bike? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was a Kawasaki. Okay. And uh, but the thing was, is that and and I realized, you know, with so many people's jobs at risk, you can't gamble. You know, and and. It, and as you get older, you realize, you know, you got to really be careful. And, and in those days, you didn't have to have helmets. You know, I mean, it just was a whole different world. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Robin never had a bike when you did it, or another set of transportation. No, 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 no. Okay. No, except jogging. <laughs> and you did that a lot. I, oh, I remember seeing and, and your cape always. Your, yeah, through New York City. You know, we, we had great stuff of filming us in, in New York City running through the streets uh -huh. with all the people around. I mean, they just, I don't know how they got so many releases, but it was <laughs> wild. Ken from Instagram. We talked about this earlier. What inspired you to start your own dog food company, Gentle Giants? By the way, he says, it's the best food ever. His boxer loves it. So... Talk a little bit about that. Well, my wife and I operate the largest giant breed dog rescue in the world called Gentle Giants. In 23 years, we've rescued more than 15,500 dogs. In fact, I kind of like to say I was the Cape Crusader and now I'm the Canine Crusader. Um, and of course, now with my new Batman movies, I'm back to the Cape Crusader and Canine Crusader. But we did this, we, we, we rescued the dogs because they were all being put to death. There was nobody rescuing Great Danes. The lady that had been doing it had passed away and now all these big gentle dogs were being put to death one after another because people can't always hold on to them. Something happens where they, they lose their house or, or somebody in the family dies. I mean, there's all kinds of tragedies. So we started rescuing the dogs. Well, these breeds only live six to eight years or seven to nine, depending on which kind. And every time we would lose a dog, my wife and I would cry. I mean, we're very sensitive. I can't even watch animal shows anymore, mm -hmm. okay? Because every week I'm dealing in animal hospitals with dogs fighting to save their lives. So because they live such short lives and we lose one, it was so devastating, my wife and I decided that whatever it took, we would find a way to help these dogs live longer. We spent $3.9 million 
not like the U.S. government spends, but like people <laughs> who know what money okay, spends. Mm -hmm. And we developed the only dog food in the world that dogs are living 27 healthy, active years. Now, to, to my knowledge, no other food in the world can even do half of that. And we're we're a nonprofit. I mean, we run our, our rescue. We're just like Muscular Dystrophy or United Way or March of Dimes. We take nothing. Mm -hmm. And we take nothing from this dog food, okay? We sell it at our cost. And our dog food sells at half the price of what you would pay in a pet store. So our motto is half the price and twice the life. How did you get involved with that? Well, because you... you I mean, where does that come from, the love of, of oh, a certain kind of dog? Because life is the most precious commodity in the world. And and I I really understand that. And I and, and I appreciate it. And and I've always like people say, Well, gee, you're always so nice, you meet people I, because it's not an act. I, I you know, we're all on this planet such a very short time, and everybody should be happy. Everybody should have a wonderful opportunity. One of the things my wife wants to do, I mean, she thinks that every child in the world at birth should be given an iPad. And I, <laughs> I you know, I, and I just met last weekend Steve Wozniak, and I'm sure he would love to have me, the fact that I'm saying that, but that's what we believe. We believe that every child, every person, should have an education and, and have a chance to a wonderful life. And the same with dogs. You know, m there's 80 million dogs in the United States in 67 million households. And people love their animals. You know what I mean? And, and, and they're like their canine kids. So for us to be able to double and in some cases even triple the lifespan of dogs, it's not just for the dogs. It's for the dog owners as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Congratulations on doing that. That's very cool. Well, thank you, citizen. <laughs> Tell me real quick, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? And you, you were talking about the Batman. Yeah, well, I've got two new movies. Uh, well, one of them is already out from Warner Brothers called Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. It came out November 1st on Blu-ray and DVD. There was a world premiere in theaters, and it's gotten incredibly great reviews. Again, thank you so much for coming here and joining us and got you in the Batmobile. We got some great stories from Bert. Hey, check out his dog food. Check out, uh, where, where can they find you on social media? Uh, <coughs> in fact, oh, we, I, we have a Facebook page called Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. Uh, we, we, we do that because, again, it's all charity. But this way, we put out all the stories. And this interview, When if you get me a copy, I can put it out. We will. <laughs> we have hundreds of thousands of people that follow us. and I would like nothing more because I love CBS even though we were on ABC I love everybody <laughs> absolutely that's great and don't forget you can check out talking about cars not only on Facebook for our videos and YouTube we're also at talkingaboutcars.net you can hear the audio versions of this on iTunes as well as SoundCloud and of course our Sunday uh, segments on KNX 1070 News Radio Bert thank you so much for joining us thank you citizen to the bat cave the original Robin, Burt Ward. If you want to see the interview with Burt in that cool Batmobile replica, check it out on our YouTube and Facebook pages, and more pictures will be shown on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Don't forget to check out The Hollywood Show at hollywoodshow.com and Burt's Gentle Giants Dog Food line at gentlegiantsdogfood.com. Don't forget to follow us, like us, and share our posts, as well as give us a review and rate us on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join us again as we have some fun talking about cars.